RTHK, the news at 11 with Tom Warden. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong's three leading banks raise their best lending rates by 25 basis points. The Education Bureau issues guidelines for teachers, telling them what they should and shouldn't do. And the first person sentenced under new anti-doxing legislation is jailed for eight months. HSBC, Standard Chartered and Bank of China have announced they're raising their best lending rates by 25 basis points following the latest interest rate hike by the U.S. Federal Reserve. This marked the third increase in prime rates this year for the local lenders. Hannah Zhang, the head of valuation and advisory services for Colliers, said she expects property prices to drop by another 5% next year as higher borrowing costs continue to dampen sentiment. She also believes transactions will remain subdued despite a relatively milder hike by the Fed this time. Until first half of next year, I think the transaction volume will decrease significantly because not many people can make a decision. And this is not applicable only for the commercial sector, but also this affecting the residential market. The borrowing cost is too high that most of the rents are not able to cover interest payments. Therefore, if someone is buying for their investment purpose, that activity will be dried up a little bit. And mainly the end user who want to occupy their units are utilizing the The Education Bureau has published a set of guidelines on teachers' conduct, listing things they should and shouldn't do. It said they are intended as a tool for following up on misconduct. Wendy Wong reports. Apart from fulfilling their teaching responsibilities, the Bureau said educators should protect national security, social order and public interest. The guidelines called on them to promote national education with a correct understanding of the Constitution, basic law and national security law. Teachers should not condone any potentially illegal behaviour on campus and should instead report such actions to school management and the police. The guidelines say teachers shouldn't incite students to break the law or choose teaching materials with a view to instill biased views in the pupils. The Education Bureau said it came up with the rules after considering the circumstances in the local education system as well as standards in other countries. It said the guidelines will be a tool for schools and the Bureau to use to follow up on instances of misconduct. A man has been jailed for eight months for disclosing his former girlfriend's personal information on social media. He's the first person sentenced under anti-doxing legislation that came into force last year. Vanessa Chang reports. 27-year-old Ho Mokwa pleaded guilty earlier at Sha Tin Magistrate's Court. The court heard that in October last year, he posted online his former girlfriend's name, telephone number, work information, photos and social media accounts details. The court also heard that Ho set up multiple social media accounts in her name and claimed she welcomed others to visit her. That led to strangers messaging the woman in the hope of becoming acquainted with her. Acting Principal Magistrate David Jung said what the defendant did had a very serious impact on the victim and her family. Lo Dick Fan is a senior officer at the Office of the Privacy Commissioner for Personal Data. The defendant disclosed on four social media platforms the personal data of the victim without her consent, including her name, photos, residential address, private and office telephone number, name of her employer and her opposition. The court sentenced the defendants to eight months of imprisonment. We welcome the court's ruling. 
Mr. Lo also says, while this is the first sentence to be passed, as of the end of November, a total of 109 investigations into suspected doxing have been launched and 10 arrests made. The maximum punishment for doxing is five years in prison and a fine of up to a million dollars. And now to the weather forecast: cloudy to overcast and cool, with a few rain patches. Temperatures tomorrow will range from about 16 to 18 degrees, with moderate north to northeasterly winds. Winds will strengthen from the north tomorrow night, and temperatures will fall to about 14 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees lower in the new territories. The outlook. Windy and cold, but fine over the weekend. Temperatures will fall to around nine degrees in urban areas on Sunday and Monday, a few degrees even lower in the new territories. Currently at the observatory, it's 16 degrees with the relative humidity now 92 percent. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Health officials have reported 17,080 new COVID infections, including 831 imported cases. They said 19 patients with COVID have died. Former Housing Minister Frank Chan and DAB Chairwoman Starry Lee are among those elected as local delegates to the National People's Congress. 36 Hong Kong deputies have been elected for the 14th term of the MPC. Kelly Yu reports. Nancy Ip, the president of the University of Science and Technology, got the most votes, with all but 19 of the election committee members ticking her box. She and the 14 other candidates seeking re-election to the national parliament, including Brave Chen and Maggie Chen, were successful. New faces include sports sector lawmaker Kenneth Falk, former Housing Secretary Frank Chen, and DAB Chair Starry Lee, who secured all but 30 of the committee's votes. Ms. Lee pledged to communicate the people's views to Beijing. After taking office, I shall keep my promises and uphold the spirit of working for the people. I will strive to tell good stories of Hong Kong and the nation, make use of one country, two systems, promote Hong Kong's prosperity and stability, and bring people's voices to the legislature. Candidates who didn't win a place on the National People's Congress included the Vice President of the Federation of Trade Unions, Chair Oi Hong, Andrew Fan, the son of former NPCSC member Rita Fan, and Polanco Chairman Daniel Chen. Lawyer and legislator Maggie Chen described this year's race as fierce. She added that she will make good use of her expertise to contribute to the nation's legal infrastructure. In the next five years, I promise to focus on development as it can solve many problems. I will also use my professional knowledge in law, arbitration, and mediation in Hong Kong and the mainland to enhance the country's legal infrastructure and build Hong Kong into an international legal and arbitration center. Speaking after the results were announced, the Secretary General of the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Yang Zhenwu, said the vote fully carried forward democracy. He said the elected deputies have the important responsibility of implementing one country, two systems. A spokesperson for the election committee, Maria Tam, said the list of elected delegates has been submitted to the MPC's candidate eligibility review committee for approval. The terms of the 36 Hong Kong representatives will be for five years, with Hong Kong lone delegates on the NPC standing committee picked in March next year. Hong Kong's outgoing representative on the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Tam Yu Chung, says the SAR government now has ample time to look for the best way to handle the matter relating to its request for the top legislative body to interpret the national security law over the trial of Jimmy Lai. 
On Tuesday, the High Court adjourned the trial of the next digital founder until September 2023, pending a possible ruling by the MPCSC on the admissibility of the British barrister Lai has chosen to represent him. Mr. Tam said he doesn't think the Standing Committee will deal with this matter in its meeting at the end of this year. There's plenty of time. The government can take the time to consider the appropriate way to handle the case. I guess it won't be dealt with in the upcoming National People's Congress meeting as it hasn't been added to the agenda. As the trial has been adjourned till September next year, there's no need to rush. Mr. Tam added that he had no idea what decision the NPCSC would make in response to the Hong Kong government's request. The Consumer Council is urging shoppers to pay close attention to special shopping offers as the holiday season approaches. It's advising people to read the fine print, but stressed that victims of unfair terms are protected by the Unconscionable Contracts Ordinance. Gilly Wong, the watchdog's chief executive, says victims can seek help from the council, but emphasize that they need to keep their proof of purchase. Evidence, a record, is very important because from the past, when we handle different uh, complaints, trying our very best you know, to follow up with the consumers, but if you are missing the invoice, if you are missing the record for us to help you on that, uh, that would be very difficult. And especially for certain cases that involve uh, lots of details you know, in the process, if you don't have a full account of your memory about you know, what happened you know, during the, that time, that would be harder for uh, the Council, as well as, you know, in case, you know, we, we uh, refer your case to any enforcement agency, that would uh, reduce, you know, your chance of success. Health officials on the mainland are racing to vaccinate high-risk groups in anticipation of a wave of COVID infections. As Aaron Tam reports, that's after the loosening of strict controls that kept the pandemic at bay for three years. Beijing began dismantling its tough zero-COVID controls just over a week ago, dropping testing requirements and easing quarantine rules. But the World Health Organization said coronavirus infections were rapidly growing on the mainland well before the government's decision to phase out its stringent regime. And the signs are that the pandemic has intensified with long queues seen outside fever clinics, runs on medicines and panic buying across the country. The central government has said around 90% of the population is vaccinated and the National Health Commission announced on Wednesday that it would speed up the rollout of second COVID jabs for high-risk groups and people over 60. Vaccinations have been ramping up in recent days. The latest official data shows over 1.4 million shots were administered on Tuesday, well above the 100,000 to 200,000 doses a day being dispensed last month. In total, the country has administered 3.45 billion shots. Health Commission officials logged another 2,000 symptomatic COVID cases for Wednesday, down from 2,291 the day before. But they admit little testing for the virus is now being done, which is the reason they are no longer recording asymptomatic infections. The United Nations Human Rights Chief says Russian troops have killed hundreds of Ukrainian civilians in acts which may amount to war crimes. Volker Turk accused Russia of carrying out the semi-execution of people who clearly presented no threat. We documented the killings of 441 civilians, 341 men, 72 women, 20 boys and 8 girls. The actual figures 
are likely to be considerably higher as we are working to corroborate an additional 198 alleged killings in these regions. A report has been presented to the UN Human Rights Council. Investigators say they couldn't find a single case where a Russian soldier had been held accountable for the killings. The Taliban in Afghanistan say they've publicly flogged 27 people, including two women, for adultery and robbery. The punishments were carried out in the southern provinces of Zabul and Helmand. Here's the BBC's Anbarasan Etirajan. Since last month, the Islamist group has been carrying out harsh punishments based on its interpretation of Islamic Sharia law. The mass flaggings are happening in Afghanistan despite strong international criticism. The UN says the punishments are cruel, inhuman and degrading. One person was publicly executed earlier this month in the first such case since the Taliban seized power in August 2021. The Taliban rejects the criticism of its punishments, saying outsiders do not respect the beliefs and laws of Muslims. European Union leaders are meeting to consider whether or not to introduce subsidies to countermeasures by Washington. The U.S. has introduced new tax cuts for its car makers and funding to support clean energy. But European Union leaders have complained this amounts to unfair competition. French President Emmanuel Macron has said Europe needs to act quickly. We must have a response to maintain fair competition and so that we can defend major projects, in particular on green and future technologies in Europe. This means going faster, simplifying our rules and having a macroeconomic response and a level of aid which at the European and national level will in some way allow us to respond to what the Americans have done. Hong Kong's Siobhan Hahi has come up short in defending her women's 100-metre freestyle title at the World Short Course Swimming Championships in Melbourne. The 25-year-old double Olympic silver medalist finished second, a tenth of a second behind Emma McKeon of Australia. Merit Steenbergen of the Netherlands was third. The former Wimbledon champion Boris Becker has been released from prison in Britain after serving eight months of a two-and-a-half-year sentence. He was jailed for hiding assets to avoid paying his debts. The BBC's Celestina Oluloder reports. The six-time Grand Slam champion, who is from Germany, has lived in the UK since 2012 and was expected to serve half of his sentence behind bars. Becker, who is 55, was found guilty in April of four charges under the Insolvency Act and jailed for two and a half years. He now faces automatic deportation because he does not have British citizenship and received a custodial sentence of more than a year. And a reminder of our top story tonight, Hong Kong's three leading banks raised their best lending rates by 25 basis points. The news from RTHK. Radio Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time Thank you to Tom for the news and welcome to Twilight Time, Mondays to Fridays, 11.15 to midnight, 45 minutes of music just to kick back and relax too. And if you'd like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. A good mixture for you tonight, 
And the first one on the block is a lovely old song from none other than Eartha Kitt. Together at last Sophisticated, I'm the plain and simple kind I want an old-fashioned house With an old-fashioned fence And an old-fashioned millionaire I'd like a plain, simple car A Ceres Cadillac Long enough to have a bowling alley in the back I want an old-fashioned house With an old-fashioned fence And an old-fashioned millionaire I'll stay weaving at my loom Be no trouble to my groom If he'll keep the piles of money mounting In our cottage there will be A soundproof nursery Not to wake the baby while I'm counting I like the old-fashioned flowers Violets are for me Have them made in diamonds by the man at Tiffany I want an old-fashioned house With an old-fashioned fence And an old-fashioned millionaire I'm just a pilgrim at heart Oh, so pure and genteel Catch me in Las Vegas when I'm at the spinning wheel I want an old-fashioned house with an old-fashioned fence And an old-fashioned millionaire I'll ask for such simple things when my birthday occurs Two apartment buildings that are labeled hers and hers I want an old-fashioned house with an old-fashioned fence And an old-fashioned millionaire I like Chopin and Bizet And the songs of yesterday String quartets and Polynesian carols But the music that excels Is the sound of oil wells As they slurp, slurp, slurp into the barrels My little home will be quaint As an old parasol Instead of carpets, I'll have money wall to wall I want an old-fashioned house With an old-fashioned fence And an old-fashioned millionaire A mouse lived in a windmill in old Amsterdam a windmill with a mouse in, and he wasn't grousing. He sang every morning, how lucky I am, living in the windmill in old Amsterdam. I saw a mouse, where? There on the stair, where on the stair, right there. A little mouse with clogs on, well I declare, going clip-clippity-clop on the stair. Oh yeah. This mouse, he got lonesome, he took him a wife A windmill with mice in, it's hardly surprising She sang every morning, how lucky I am Living in the windmill in old Amsterdam I saw a mouse, 
Where? There on the stair. Where on the stair? Right there. A little mouse with 